0: was slain to receive praise, glory and honor. You Lord Jesus are worthy. We thank you for the supreme sacrifice that you made that we are born again to know that we are washed in the blood of the lamb to know that we have right standing with you we are the redeemed and the bible says let the redeemed of the lord say so so we are declaring our redemption tonight loud bold and clear we are the redeemed redeemed by the precious blood of the lamb And we thank you for that wonderful work, hallelujah, of redemption. Glory be to God. What we're going to do tonight is we are going to make much of the blood. Easter is approaching. You can be seated if you want. Easter is approaching. And you know, we talk a lot about our risen Savior. And thank God he is risen and he is alive. But we also need to remind ourselves of the power that there is in that precious shed blood. If you're like me, you gr- grew up singing songs about the blood. Anybody ever heard of there's power? There's power. There's wonder-working power in the blood. In the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Amen. What about what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What about there is a fountain filled with blood. Flows from evangel veins. And all that plunge beneath that flood. Remove all their guilty stains. We're washed. We're free. We're redeemed. Hallelujah. Because of the blood. And what about that classic song that will live down through the ages that our brother Andre Crouch sang with such anointing? The blood will never lose its power. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose its power. These are the words to that song. I'm not Andre and I can't sing it like him, but I'm telling you the words. Listen to this. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. That blood that gives me strength from day to day. The next couple of Sunday nights, we're going to talk about some aspects of the blood. Next week, we'll get into that, that the blood does keep us. The blood gives us power. It gives us strength. But tonight, we're going to look at some things about the life in the blood. I've talked about the blood, done several series on it. So I'm just going to retitle this one will be, There's there's Life in the Blood. The blood. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar. To make atonement for your souls. For the blood that makes atonement. For it is the blood that makes atonement for your souls. There's life in the blood. In the Old Covenant, that's why they had to sacrifice animals. Because an animal had to give its life. A life for a life. Even in the natural, we know that without blood, healthy blood flowing through our veins, we won't live long. There is life in the blood. And in Jesus' blood, it wasn't just natural blood that had life. The babies, you know, babies get the blood from their father. They get their blood type from their fathers. Well, Jesus got his blood, not just from Joseph. He got his blood. It didn't come from Joseph at all. Jesus father, his heavenly father conceived of a virgin. He got his blood, his pure, holy, sinless blood from his father. And his blood speaks of some things. You know, your blood speaks of some things. If you go to the doctor and they do a blood panel on you, it can tell them a lot about you. It can say, oops, you got high cholesterol. Oops, you got too much this or oops, you don't have enough of that. You are anemic. You need more iron in your blood. It can tell them, whoa, your blood sugar is really high. How many cookies did you eat last night? So the blood, our natural blood speaks and it says things about us. But tonight we want to talk about the blood of Jesus And what it reveals to us. We already mentioned redemption. I got any participation tonight. What else do you think the blood speaks to us? Anybody? How about forgiveness? Better things. How about remission of sins? How about forgiveness, cleansing? How about victory? Hallelujah. We overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. How about keeping power? How about protecting power? There's so many things that the blood speaks to us. How about healing? That same day that that precious blood poured out of our Lord jesus christ and bought our salvation that same day those stripes upon his back and the blood flowing from his back as he was whipped and he was beaten for us what did that blood buy our healing our healing Hallelujah, our brother Roller talked about covenant. We are in covenant with Jesus because... I oh, well, I say it the way I want to say it. He knows who <laughs> I'm talking about. We are in covenant with our Father and with the Lord Jesus Christ because of the shed blood. But we want to start out by talking about redemption. Before God ever created man, He knew... That Adam and Eve were going to fall. There's no oops in heaven. He didn't one day say, oh, what happened to my man? He knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew it. So before he ever created man, Adam and Eve, he had a plan in place to buy him back from the hand of the enemy. What was that plan? And who would pay that price? Well, let's look at First Peter chapter 1, Amen. verse 18 and 19. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition of your fathers. But read verse 19 with me. I have it up there, I think. Well, I I meant to have it in the New King James, whatever, that's good. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Let's read that all together again, class. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The blood of Jesus, precious, precious to the Father. Jesus is precious to his Father. For God so loved the world he gave his only begotten, his precious Son to die for us. So do you think without every drop of his blood that was being poured out there on that day at Calvary, every drop of that blood, I'm sure the Father was saying it's precious. Look at that. Spotless, sinless blood of my Son being poured out for all mankind. So His blood is precious to the Father. It's precious to Jesus because it represented His life. And it should be precious to us. Too many Christians and too many churches, they don't even want to talk about the sacrifice. And the blood of the Lamb. But it's precious to me. I know. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that set me free. I know that I am part of the blood-bought church. And without it, I'm not going to be a believer. Without it, there is no redemption. So mankind was lost at creation through sin. But God had a plan to redeem and to buy us back. Listen to what the word redeemed means. Bought back. That's what happened. We were bought back. The redeemer pays a worthy price to reclaim something previously owned. That's exactly what happened with Jesus. He bought us back. God created us. We belong to him. But through deception and the fall in the garden, Satan became the God of this world. Man became separated from their wonderful, loving, heavenly father. But Jesus, he bought us back and he paid a worthy price. The blood of Jesus was the only price that was worthy of redeeming us. It caused this imperishable bond between man and God. The blood created us to have access to our Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. Before Jesus died, God... He was trying to get a way that he could have fellowship once again with his man, with his creation. Brother Roll, again, he mentioned it about the Holy of Holies and, and the, the, they couldn't. <clears throat> Not anyone could enter in there. The priest, they had to offer sacrifices all the time. They had to cleanse themselves to be a representative just so the people could have some sort of, of relationship with God. But the Bible is very clear that there had to be blood shed, blood shed for the remission of their sins and for the remission of our sins. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, and I'm reading a lot of these out of the New King James Version. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And then read this part with me. And without the shedding of blood, there is no Remission. The shedding of blood has always been part of atoning for sins. And under the old covenant, the people were instructed, they had to offer their best. They had to give their best lamb, their best calf, whatever they had. It couldn't be a a lamb that was all beat up or, you know, had disease and all of that. If they had a good little pet lamb that the family loved very much and it was perfect, maybe his name was Fluffy. When the day of atonement came, Fluffy had to go. And I know that had to be, you know, some of you are like, really? But yes, they had to offer the very, very best that they had it wasn't because God was mean and cruel and wanted them to kill Fluffy it was because there had to be an atonement because sin cries out for judgment and without a sacrifice and, and excuse me without an atonement they wouldn't have been able to enter into God's presence at all so God had a way and it was the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That blood that that animal shed, they shed, it was only temporary. It covered their sins, but just for a period of time. But it didn't cleanse their sins. Aren't you glad that Jesus' blood doesn't just cover our sins? It's not a temporary fix. We are forever, forever forgiven, forever washed. We are cleansed, not just covered. We are cleansed, hallelujah, from sin and from wrongdoing. Now, listen to this word, remission, what it means remission. Also, it's not just forgiveness. It's much more than that. Remission includes the cancellation of a penalty and the removal of guilt, the release from bondage. You may have heard the word remission. Maybe you face a horrible disease or you had a relative that been told that they had cancer and they did all the treatments. They did everything they were supposed to do. And they went to the doctor and the doctor said, I have good news. This disease is in remission. And that is good news to hear that it's in remission. But right on the other hand, they usually say, but you need to keep coming back. Every six months or so, we have to have a checkup because we don't know if it's been completely removed. It's just in remission. But the blood of Jesus, wow, it took it to a whole other level. It canceled our debt. It removed sin far from us. No longer are we enslaved. No longer are we in bondage to what we used to do or who we used to be. The chains have been broken. The debt has been canceled. I owed the debt. I could not Pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. That's what redemption is. Hallelujah. I owed something and I had no way to pay it and he didn't know it but he paid it because he loved us with an everlasting love and it's a one time deal folks if you are born again you should stay in the happy zone live in the victory zone I'm washed in the blood does that mean that we're not ever going to miss it oh yeah we're going to miss it we're going to sin we're going to make mistakes but the blood there's such power in the blood it covers our past our present and even our future sins does that mean we don't have to repent absolutely not we have to repent if we miss it we got to apply the blood but there's power there's power to keep us in right standing to keep us cleansed on a continual basis i think we ought to just praise the lord for a minute oh thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price. Thank you, Lord. I know I owed a debt I couldn't pay, and I thank you that you paid it for me. Oh, I bless your name. I thank you for your precious shed blood. Hallelujah. You are worthy. Worthy is the Lamb to receive glory, honor, power, and praise. Hallelujah. You know, in the book of Revelations alone, the phrase, worthy is the Lamb of God, is mentioned 28 times. That should tell us something that we're going to be doing in heaven. Because Revelation is a lot about things to come. And when we get in heaven, we're never going to get tired of saying, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. We're never going to get tired of seeing that fountain filled. With blood. And you know, just reminding ourselves continually, hallelujah, worthy are you, the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. He's worthy to receive glory, honor, and praise. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 and 10 just gives us a little glimpse of what we're going to be saying throughout eternity. And they sang a new song. Who's they? The redeemed, you and me. The church, the blood bought church, we're going to sing this song throughout eternity. You, oh Lord, are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals for you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, every tongue, every people and every nation. I want to tell you that heaven is not going to be boring throughout eternity. People from all races, faces, places, every nation. I love how that says out of every tribe, every tongue, out of every nation, the body of Christ, the church of the living God, whether we spoke the same language here on earth or not in heaven, we're going to be united. I don't know what we're going to be speaking, but we're going to be able to understand one another. And in one voice and in one group of people all around the throne, united around the throne from every walk of life, from every nation, from the islands of the sea, from remote villages in India and remote villages in Africa, the gospel, the blood of Jesus reaches it reaches to the highest mountain it flows to the lowest valley it reaches people that we think are unreachable but they're all going to be standing there shoulder to shoulder arms raised voices exalting the Lamb and saying together worthy 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 is the Lamb that was slain If you have loved ones that have gone on to be with the Lord, that's what they're doing right now. Standing around the throne. Heaven is a real place. Worship like we've never heard goes on 24-7. Because there's never any night. There's no time clock in heaven. Forever and ever we shall praise His name. That's good news, isn't it? Sometimes even to this day. My mom's been in heaven. She died in 1976. That's a long time. She's been in heaven. But every once in a while, when I get caught up in just worshiping
1: the Lord,
0: I can just sense my mom, my dad, they're doing the same thing. This family here on earth and the family in heaven, we are separated by just a very thin veil. We all have the same last name and it's Jesus Christ. We're all washed in the same blood. And we shall all gather around that same throne to worship Him forever and forever because He alone deserves the glory. He alone is worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We make much of the blood in this place. And he makes much of us. We will not forget your sacrifice. We honor you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for honoring us with your presence. And then there's cleansing power. Redeeming. This all kind of goes together. But there's cleansing power in the blood. Of the Lamb. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 through 27. I want to read in the Amplified. Therefore, he is able to say to the uttermost, and I love these words completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity. Those who come to God through him. Since he is always living to make petition to God and to intercede with him and to intervene for him. Verse 26. Here is the high priest perfectly adapted to our needs as well fitting, holy, blameless, unstained by sin. Separated from sinners and exalted high, higher than the heavens. Verse 27. He has no day by day necessity as do each of the others. High priests to offer sacrifice first of all for his own personal sins. And then for those of the people. Because he met all. Everybody say all. 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 The requirements. And how often did he do it? It only took one time. Once for all. When he brought himself as a sacrifice. Which he offered up. So Jesus wasn't like the other priest. Not like the other high priest. That had to make continual offerings. For the sins of the people. He offered his own blood. Once and for all. And that blood will continually speak. I am redeemed. And I am cleansed. I don't know about you. But I'm glad that I didn't live in the old covenant. Under that time when you had to sacrifice animals on a regular basis. Wow. Some of us would have been in trouble. We would have just had to keep the fire on the altar just burning constantly and you know you'd be going along thinking well i've done good today and then you run into sister so-and-so down at the market and she just rubs you the long wrong way and you gotta go home and get fluffy's brother it's like whoa continual sacrifice If some of us were alive during that day, and I won't point out anybody here, but we may have had to go into the livestock business just to keep up with the sacrifices that needed to be made for our sins. But Jesus, hallelujah. But Jesus, he entered in to the holy of holies once and for. for that cleansing power that washes us whiter than snow. And if you do miss it, which we do, then I want to encourage you don't just wallow in your sin, but get into that fountain filled with blood. I like to see it sometimes like a washing machine and put it on that agitation cycle and just say, okay, I'm going to get washed of this. I got in strife today. I said some things I shouldn't have said today Lord I repent let the blood of Jesus wash that off of me hallelujah Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the cleansing power in the blood of the lamb and then we're thankful the third one we'll look at a little bit here we're well we haven't been going that long but the third one is reconciling power the word reconcile means this to settle to bring back settle the old account was settled long ago down on my knees the old account was settled long ago hallelujah aren't you glad he doesn't remind you of your past aren't you glad he doesn't remind you of your failures and your sin no he reconciled us Back to himself. And then the Bible says in Corinthians. That he has given unto us. The ministry. Of reconciliation. Not only is our old account settled. But he wants us to step into that place. Where we let other people know. Jesus. Is not. Holding your trespasses against you. Nobody will go to hell for what they have done. The only reason that people go to hell is rejecting the son. That's the only reason. Our gospel is good news. And our gospel that we preach is for whosoever will call on the name of the Lord. Will be saved it doesn't say maybe if they list all of their sins, no we'll be saved we've been brought back into fellowship. Our past is settled it's under the blood, and that should be the message that we relate to our coworkers and our family and our friends and people around us. Let's see this played out in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12. That at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope. Have you ever been in a hopeless situation? How many of you before you knew Jesus? It was like life was Hopeless. At one time, that's all of us. We had no hope. If you're without God in the world, there is no hope. But I know of this bunch here tonight, we have hope. And his name is Jesus. Verse 13. That was the past. But now, this is suppress it. But now, In Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, what's happened? Have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Verse 14, for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Sin separates us from God. It makes a wall. It makes a barrier. Even when you're born again and you do things that you know are not right, all of a sudden your fellowship isn't as sweet because you're not walking in the light. As you know, to walk in the light. But what do we do in those times? We run to Jesus and we repent. And that wall, that wall, that barrier that was initially there when Adam and Eve fell, Jesus annihilated that wall. All of us were in this condition where it says in verse 13. Some of you, you all were once far off. Outside the covenant. Now I'm looking at some of you in here tonight. And I know your past a little bit in your history. Some of you weren't just far off. You were far out, dude. <laughs> Strung out on drugs and whatever else. Really far out. So whether you were far off or you were just far out. The same blood has broken down those barriers. That same blood has annihilated that wall of separation. We don't have to go through all of these ritualism. Even if you were a priest, only a few could go through all of the ritualism and go into the Holy of Holies. But thank God, Jesus has made a way that we can all enter in. We can all come before that throne room of grace with bone With assurance. Hallelujah. Because we're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Verse 18 of of Ephesians 2. Without Jesus, we wouldn't have access to the Father or the resources of heaven. But this one says, For through Him, we both have access by one Spirit into the Father. Now, if you want to get into A vault or you want to get into a safe or somewhere where there's really valuable things, you have to have an access code. And I'm not talking about somebody else's vault or somebody else's safe. I'm not talking about breaking an entry. I'm talking about yours. It's your vault. It's your safe. And maybe you forgot the code. Have you ever forgot your passwords on some of your things on your computer? It's frustrating. Like, oh, what was that? I can't remember that. If you don't have the right password, if you don't have the access code, your access is limited. But the blood of Jesus is our access code said through him. We can draw near. We have free entrance. Hallelujah. We can come boldly to the throne room of what is it called? Grace, grace. Have you ever needed grace? Have you ever needed help to obtain mercy and grace? Grace. In the time of need, we've got the right access code. It's the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. Satan may come at you with all of his lies and tell you you are not worthy. You don't deserve anything good from God. You did this and you did that and you didn't do this and you didn't do that. I'm reminded of a story of a gal. She, she'd been a hippie all of her life. But she got born again. And she had this dream. And in this dream, she's standing at the gates of heaven. And she's in this line. And these people in front of her are trying to get in. And there's this very distinguished looking man. And the man, at the angel at the gate said, why should I let you in? He said, well, I was a major supporter of of charitable places and I gave to this and I gave to that and the angel said denied and then this lady was standing there and she looked like she was all together and she said he said why should I let you in she said because I taught Sunday school for 20 years the angel said denied so she's getting all nervous what am I going to say I've never done anything I was just a hippie. I just got saved. I don't have anything to say. And so the angel said, why should I let you in to heaven? And she screamed out, I plead the blood. I'm washed in the blood. And heaven's gates swung open. It's not of works. It's not by works. We all need to do things in the kingdom of God. We need to offer our supply. We do need to work in the the local church. But when it comes to our redemption, it's not by works. And if the enemy lies to you and says, you're not this and you're not that, just scream out, I plead the blood. I'm washed in the blood and i am part of the royal priesthood i am chosen by god did you know that first peter chapter 2 last verse we'll look at first peter chapter 2 verse 9 but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people In the King James, it says peculiar. And it doesn't mean you are oddballs. It means you are purchased. We're special. We are purchased people that we may proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into marvelous light. You may not have been chosen in everything you wanted to be picked in in this life. Maybe when you were a little kid, you weren't chosen to play on that baseball team, or perhaps now you weren't chosen for that p- position at work or that promotion that you really wanted, or maybe you were thought you were in love with someone and they didn't choose you, they chose someone else well you might want to say thank god for that one you never know what god spared you from you want to hear another funny story this is a good one this minister he was going to go visit somebody and that back in the day they called him insane asylums you know places where people were having mental issues and he walked in and he walked past this one door and this man is just sitting there rocking and he's just saying mary mary Mary. Well, he thought that was a little strange. And uh, so he said to the guy, what's wrong with him? Oh, he was in love with Mary, and she chose someone else. And he never got over it. So they kept walking down the hallway, and they came to another room. And this man is in there, and he's literally beating his head against the wall, and he's screaming, Mary, Mary, <laughs> Mary. So this minister is a little bewildered, and he said, well, what happened to him? He said, oh, he married Mary. <laughs> So sometimes you might be down about not being chosen, but you might want to thank God that you didn't get what you thought you wanted. Sometimes, you know, you get what you thought you wanted and then you're like, I don't want this. You know what I'm saying? So anyhow, we have been chosen. You are not rejected by God. As a matter of fact, split your hands and say this. I am am accepted accepted in the beloved. beloved. My father, my my Lord Lord Jesus have chosen me. You know he chose us all. Whosoever will can be saved. But the thing is, you chose him back. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So it's time for you to hold your head up high and to realize how valuable and how precious you are. You were worth the price of the blood of the lamb. So, So no longer entertain those thoughts. And the lies of the enemy. Maybe those words that were spoken over you. By someone that you loved and trusted. Maybe they said. You'll never amount to anything. You're not worth anything. No longer think on those words. No longer let those words be harbored in your heart. But but meditate on how precious. You are to me. You were worth the price of my blood. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Let's all stand. Lord, we do bless you. And we honor you in this place. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for our redemption. Oh, and not only, not only are you precious, but every single person driving by this building, every person you come in contact with on BART or on your job or at the store, You need to see them as valuable and precious they might look funny on the outside they may have spiked green hair and tats all over or whatever but I died for them just like I died for you so don't judge people by their outward appearance or even by their actions. But pray that their hearts would be open and they would receive my grace gift salvation.